he said to Jesus Christ. Yeah, Matthew chapter 8, verse number 11 to 14. He said that, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think you, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and goes into the mountain and seek that which go astray? Are you following? And if so be that he find it, truly I say to you, he rejoices more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Verse 14. Even so it is not even so it it is not the will of your father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Amen. 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 I think I've finished the message. Yes. The ultimate mindset, the ultimate focus. What Jesus is very attentive at. The first thing is Jesus, his mindset as as he came as a son of man. So, you see, we all know that Jesus is the son of God, right? But the Bible makes us understand that when he came onto this earth and he abode with men, he was called a son of man. And when he became a son of man like me and you, eh, because the word son of man means you are born of man. So when Jesus became a son of man, the Bible says that he came to save that which was lost. He was not mindful of just a blessing. He was not mindful because he knew that he could, he could, he could tell Peter to go into the sea and catch a fish, open his mouth and get a coin. He knew that he could, he could speak into uh, the wind which came boisterous on the sea. To be to be at peace, he knew that he could cast out devils. So he understood that the only thing that, that he can do to leave a legacy on this earth as a son of man is to save them which are lost. And the Bible says, How do you think if a man had hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and goes into the mountains? You see, the word mountain there means struggles, obstacles. Uh, you go through the mountains, you go through obstacles, uh, you go through difficulties. You see, as you are going out to uh, do evangelism, as you are going out to persuade someone to come here every Saturday, it's not an easy thing. Amen. Amen. And it's a sign that you are looking for the Lordship. And it's not something that you, you only have been doing. The first person who did it was Jesus. The Bible makes us understand. He said that. And goes into the mountains. Mountain. A picture of a mountain is like an obstacle, something that prevents you from seeing the other points. So you see that you go through the mountains and seek eh, and seek that which is gone astray. So he goes through the mountains, and as he goes through the mountains, his, his motive is to search. He is searching. So, Jesus, as he was saying this parable, he was speaking about himself. He was speaking about the duty, the ultimate focus, the vision, the, the duty of a Christian. Eh? The duty of someone who is a follower, a disciple. That was what he meant. He was, he was speaking, you see, I realized that throughout the Bible, eh, the person who ever 
spoke in a mysterious way as far as prophecy is concerned is Jesus Christ. You see, whenever someone gives a prophecy and that prophecy you are not able to understand, it's a sign that that person is a major prophet. A sign of a true major prophet. Someone who can prophesy to a point whereby you cannot understand or you cannot compare it with natural occurrences is a major prophet. So the greatest or the major prophets in the Bible it's not all those people we call in the Old Testament. It's Jesus Christ. Because all, all his words were prophecy. This word that he was saying was a word of prophecy. Amen. Amen. He spoke in parables. Prophecy in a hidden way that people cannot easily compromise. But he make us understand he was talking about a Christian. He was talking about himself because he was... He was the first person who was living an example life as a Christian. So the Bible says he came as a son of man, huh? which means Jesus trying to replace Adam because Adam was a son of God who became a son of man. Are you getting it? So Jesus, who was also a son of God, became a son of man. And he said that when he became a son of man, the motive is to what? find the lost sheep because Adam was meant to dress the garden and to keep it. But this time right now, Adam has lost the workings of the garden. So the things that God wanted to gather has lost. So right now, Jesus cannot just come and dress and keep it. But to find them first. And as he finds them, then he begins to dress it and keep it. Amen. Yes. He came to save them which are lost. He came to save them which are lost. And he said, how think you if a man had hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray does he not leave the 99 so right now you should not focus on christians your focus should be unbelievers because unbelievers are people who are lost they need christ they need the word to be preached to amen, amen. they need the word to be preached to they need to be changed because all of us were once unbelievers. We were once doing things on our own. And someone met us and preached to us. I can't remember my first time. I met a man called William, who is also having a name like me. And he preached to me about Christ. Then from there, they lead me to a program, a proton convention led by Bishop Eddie Abbey from the Lighthouse Chapel International. Then after this preaching, the man made an altar call. And I went and I surrendered my life. And from there, from there, that was September 2009. Amen. Mm. Yes. So you need to have th- this mindset. That is, this is the ultimate mindset of Jesus Christ. So if you if you think that Jesus wants you to just have an anointing to move about for for you to become call you a bishop, or an apostle, a prophet, no, that's not the mindset. Because the mindset of you being a prophet, an apostle, an evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher, he said to perfect the saints. How can you perfect the saints? First of all, you need to look for those who are lost. And when you find them, that is a work of perfection. You are perfecting them to be, you, you are changing them to become saints. Perfect the saints. So it means you are changing them. You are through you, you are allowing the Holy Spirit to use you to convert them to become saints so that they will also work for the ministry. Because they, Jesus makes us understand that the harvest is truly plenty, but the laborers are few. 
The harvest is truly plenteous. The harvest is truly plenteous. The number of people <coughs> who die, who go to hell, a single day. <coughs> I believe strongly that is higher per the number of people who go to hell. Amen. Because you see, many a times we think that we know the truth. We we still yet yet we still don't know the truth. Yes, that's why Jesus said that. And he spoke to the Jews. And he said that if you continue in my word, you see, he said that. And he spoke to the Jews who believe. He said, if you continue in my word, then you shall know the truth. So which means that for you to know the truth. Is something of persistence and continual action. The more you get closer to Jesus, the more He gives you the truth. He revealed deeper revelation. So as He was talking today, He said that I came as a Son of Man. I want you to understand the beauty of man on this earth is to save those which are lost. That is the ultimate goal. Because I came to die on the cross, not to the, the, my purpose of dying on the cross is not to make sure that a house is built. No, my purpose. To die on the cross is no matter that people buy a car. My purpose to die on the cross is to, to save people who are lost. So you need to also be live an example life of saving the lost at all cost. And it makes us understand that as you are saving the lost, this is what you go through. That's why I said that how you think, how think you that if a man had hundred sheep. And one of them be gone astray. So he is trying to tell us that whether you like it or not, because of sin, the existence of sin will make people go astray. We are in the atmosphere of darkness. Eh? The Bible says, for the light shineth and the darkness comprehended not. And one of the easiest ways for the light to shine is to be a witness. You shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit come upon you, and you'll be witness. You'll be witness. Yeah. So does he not leave the 99 and goes into the mountains? Goes into the obstacles. A situation whereby you say, No, this one I can you see. One of the mountains is when when you give birth and you cannot do evangelism again. It's a mountain, it's a challenge. That word mountains there a challenge, an obstacle, a struggle, something that will be a hindrance for you. But Jesus said that that person will move through the mountains and seek till you find the one who is lost. And if so that you find it, truly I say to you, he rejoices more than that sheep. He rejoices more of that sheep. Than of the 99 which were not astray. Even so, it is not the will of the Father which is in heaven that one of these ones shall perish. So it is not the heartbeat of God that anyone should perish. Yeah, that's why I said that this morning the message is what? The ultimate mindset of Jesus Christ. That is ultimate, which means the main goal. The main goal. Yes. I think this scripture explains everything. Father, Jesus is saying that the Father's mindset is not to make sure that anyone perish. No one should be lost. That is the mindset of the Father. That those people you think they are drug addicts, those person you say is a womanizer, 
huh? that person will come to the knowledge of Christ. That's why when we read Luke chapter 10, I would say he sent them two by two. But the word two is a symbol of witness or testimony. Huh? Number two spiritually means testimony. So he said he's sending them two by two to give testimony. And as they were giving testimony, the Bible said that he said, I give you power to turn over scorpions and snakes and the power of the dark side. And they shall not by any means what hurt you. When you read the verse 19. And verse 20 said that you should not be happy that these devils are listening to you, but make sure that their names are written in the book of life. So which means that Jesus is much concerned of the lost ones. He's much concerned. So that's the reason why you cannot compromise. That's the reason why when you are compromising, I'm not happy with you. You cannot compromise and think that you have to give an excuse. You have to you have to be like someone who say, uh, let me go and bury my family. Yes, let me go and bury my family. A man with a possession who cannot leave everything and follow Christ. So when we read Luke, Luke chapter 19, verse number. And ten, he made it clear. He said that the Son of Man came to seek and to save them which are lost. So, alongside all the blessings Jesus Christ came on this earth to give man through the message of the cross, he is much focused about the lost. I repeat, alongside all the blessings Jesus Christ came on this earth to give man through the message of the cross, he is much focused about the lost. Yeah, he said, I came that I may give you life, John chapter 10, verse number 10. And give you what? More abundantly. And he said that the thief came to steal, to kill, and to what? To destroy. And when we read John chapter 10, verse number 16, Jesus says something here. He says something here that many Christians don't uh, attend to this verse of Jesus. John chapter 10, verse number 16. He says something here. He said that, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold them also i must bring and they and they shall hear my voice and they shall be one fold and one shepherd amen other other eh? other sheep i have so which means that the person you think is a drunkard in the sight of jesus that person is a sheep but that person is not part of the fold, the shepherd fold, that is the flock. The person is not part of the flock of God. And see that them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. So God is interested about people hearing his voice. And they shall be one fold. And one shepherd. Amen. Amen. Yes. When a person is lost from home. He or she can never be part of shared inheritance. Yes. When someone is lost, when you are lost, you don't come home like you travel. No one knows your whereabouts for the past 20 years. You think that when you are sharing a property, they will, they will put yours there. Because they don't know where you are whereabouts. So the reason why many people are not as you think you want them to be, and you are always judging them. You are always speaking negative words about them. It's because those people they are lost and they don't they, they are not partakers of the what shared inheritance. That's the reason why God wants you to go and bring them so that they can be part. 
God is not a selfish father. He's not selfish at all. So that's why when we read uh, the parable of the prodigal son uh, in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 30, 32, the parable of the prodigal son. You see, the guy, he took the inheritance and he went away. And because there was no fatherhood, because he was in an atmosphere of being lost, he lost everything. And you see, when you compare what he took outside to what when he came to his senses, he came and enjoyed. You see that the guy enjoyed far better because they, he was giving clothes, he was giving rings, he was giving the best feast. Amen. Amen. Yes. So there are many people whom you see around who also endeavoring in businesses. You think that they are rich people. They are lost. Because in this life, if you don't know Jesus, you are lost. I'm telling you, that is the truth. If you don't know Jesus, if you are not born again, if you are not a Christian, you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are lost. You are lost. Just like the prodigal son. He said, give me my heritage. Give me my heritage. And let me go. And when he went, the Bible says he lost everything to the point that he, he, he found himself eating with swines, pigs. Eh? And that's how you see when people are lost, when it comes to the things of God, or when it comes to uh, being Christians or sons or saints of God, you get to know that they engage themselves with voracious. When, it, when, when whenever we talk, we talk about pigs, the, the lifestyle of a pig is voracious extravagant they do things very hard that's the reason why you see people sunday they will go to a nightclub sunday they will go to uh, uh sports sunday sunday they don't have any time for god but they will mess up moving with women it's a sign of it's a pig lifestyle it's a swine eating with the in the atmosphere of swines they are lost so the person comes to his senses and the Bible makes us another when the prodigal son came to his senses, when he came back to the father, he was fed in the best way. He was dressed in a nice way. <laughs> and that's what the that's what the, what, what the father said that why he told he told the elder brother, why are you angry? You see, this your brother was lost. So you see, the guy with those in the huge inheritance as he took as a young son and he went, you know. He didn't know that he was lost. So the father said, this your son is lost and now he has come. So just relax. You are with us. So you have the inheritance. Amen. Amen. Our home as beings, which means spiritual beings, having the image and likeness of God, is not here. Our home as beings, spiritual beings, eh? Having the image, if you understand or you have accepted that you have the image and the likeness of God, then your home is not here because God is not here. God, God, God's home is not on this earth. If you have accepted that you have an image, eh? you are created in the image and the likeness of God. Where is God? God is in the heavens. And now, you see, the Holy Spirit, which is... The image of God working with men is the one who is with us. And the reason why the Holy Spirit is the reason why the Holy Spirit is in us is for us to fulfill the assignment of God, is for, for easy communication with God. That's the reason why the Holy Spirit is the link between us and the Father and the Son. But apart from if the Holy Spirit should leave us, we will, we, we don't have any link again because Jesus came to, to, to 
become a bridge and he went and he said that another comforter which is another another of the same kind the allos paracletus who come and he will do the things that i'm i'm supposed to do so this time you see jesus was in the flesh and he was working with flesh but this time the holy spirit is a spirit and it's inside your spirit so the holy spirit is working with your spirit and you see the, the the two workings jesus was in the flesh and he was working with flesh but the holy spirit is spirit and he's now inside working with your spirit that's the reason why someone will say and i was in the spirit uh, uh, and the lord opened my eyes i'm there spiritually i'm there amen, amen. so this place is not our hope because if if the earth is our home uh, if the earth is our home then i don't think uh no there, there's no need for us to die there's no need for us to die the reason why we die which you, we all of us will die is a sign that this place is not our home amen, amen. yes and one thing you should understand is that hell is always ready to receive those lost and thinking they are from this world. So immediately when you make your mind that you think that you are from this world, hell is ready to receive you. Let's read Isaiah chapter 5. The book of Isaiah chapter number 5, verse number 14. The book of Isaiah chapter number 5, verse number 14. Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 14. The Bible said, Therefore, hell has enlarged. You see, hell is an angel, a fallen angel, who is named after a place called hell. So the Bible said, Hell has enlarged herself, opened her mouth without measure, and their glory, and their multitudes, and their pomps, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. And the men shall be brought down, and the mighty men shall be humbled, and the eye of the lofty shall be humbled, but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Amen. Amen. Hell has enlarged himself to take up the lost ones. He's ready, he's swallowing every day lost people. Hell. And heaven is also ready to receive those who have found the truth and now understand that they don't belong to this world we shall know the truth and the truth will set you free we shall know the truth and the truth will set you free we shall know the truth and the truth will set you free our main purpose of being still alive is not just to it's not just for blessings or prosperity yeah it's good to to be blessed it's good to uh, uh, to surround your life with prosperity but to pursue this ultimate mindset of Christ by finding the lost yeah Proverbs chapter 11 verse number 30 the Bible says that the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life and he that winneth a soul is wise the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life and he that winneth a soul is wise he that win the soul is the wisest person. 
the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life and he that will it so you see let me tell you something if you are not much focused on this mindset of jesus christ your prayer become noise your fasting become noise even your bible reading become noise because you are not focused in what jesus wants you to do you see when you focus on what god wants you to do i'm telling you you see check throughout the bible jesus didn't find it difficult to command a devil to move out he didn't find it difficult to perform a miracle why because his mindset was fully of the mindset of the father to save the lost to save the lost so which means that whenever we save the lost whenever we are action to save the lost the bible says that when jesus said go into the world and make them a disciple baptized in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and the bible said that make us understand that when they were going the bible said, and the lord confirmed with them signs so which means that as you even step out to to find the lost to christ eh? you, god doesn't need you even to tell him what you need he will provide that's the reason why even peter the bible said that and they, when they pray, they said, Thou Lord, behold, they are twenty and grant your servant with both all boldness. And the Bible says, With great grace and great power. Immediately, when they witnessed, multitude of people, multitude of people were won to Christ. And the Bible said, People who have their lands, you see, they didn't just, they, they didn't pray that prayer. They didn't pray about lands. They didn't pray about houses. They didn't pray about sponsorship. The only purpose of them was to pray about souls pray about souls winning the loss and the bible said when great grace and great power came upon them and they were able to witness and win multitude of people the bible said that this same multitude of people went and sold their lands and just brought the money to the apostles feet and there was no one in need why which means that there's something about focusing on this ultimate purpose of christ there's something about focusing on witnessing there's something about focusing on the lost Yes. The reason why many people go to church and they don't see any difference in their lives, they don't see any change. They have prayed, they have fasted, they have done so many spiritual exercises, but nothing is happening. It's because they are selfish. You see, when you pray with selfish mentality, it's a noise. And the action, the uh, uh, situation whereby you can prove God that you are not a selfish being. You should think about the loss. I'm telling you, because God doesn't need you anything. The only thing He needs is to just for you to fulfill His will. And the greatest will of the Father that Jesus makes us understand to save the lost. Save the lost. That is the will of the Father. That is the will of the Father. One of the things that has helped me throughout in this life is not because I know how to pray. So because I know how to fast. You see, when you when you walk with God to a certain time, you begin to understand that God doesn't need your abilities to do something, but rather He just needs you just to follow. Because the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Amen. That's why I, I, I like praying, but my focus is not praying. Because what is the you see the motive behind your prayer? Is very serious. The motive behind your fasting is very serious. The motive behind why why you are reading the Bible is very serious. Amen. Amen. So Jesus Christ is coming. You see, one thing you should understand that Jesus Christ is coming for a blemish church, not a blemish denomination. 
let me repeat jesus christ is coming for a blemished church not a blemished denomination he gave some apostles those who became apostles were leaders of denominations those who become prophets were leaders of denominations those who become evangelists are leaders of what denominations those who become pastors and teachers they are all leaders of denomination but all this domination when they come together the bible says they become a church yeah, so jesus is not interested in denominations because he's not going to say because one person you see all of you standing here or all of you sitting down here are symbol of denominations and when denominations come together that is where we get the body of christ so this is what even pastors have to understand this is what even you see that's why you see i always tell people that i'm not even though it's good that i went to the bible school but it's not the main focus no. it's to fulfill righteousness jesus went to this the, the the riverside to be baptized of john the baptist eh, to fulfill righteousness but that was not the main course so I went to Bible school to fulfill righteousness. I went to university to fulfill righteousness. I went to, I engaged myself in certain atmosphere, certain learning, stream of learning, which still I'm learning to fulfill righteousness. But the main focus, you said, blemish church. And what one thing that moved me is that the God, the God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus, will sanctify you, your body, soul, and spirit before the coming of Christ. When we read First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three. Yes, that's a blemished church, a church without mistakes. Amen. Amen. Yes, church without mistakes. So that's the reason. This is the ultimate focus. Even this is the ultimate focus, Richard. This is the ultimate. Focus. That's why you need not to compromise, huh? Lady, lady, pastor. That's the reason why you need to. This is the ultimate focus. Eh? God is not happy about you knowing how to sing. Let me tell you something. When God takes you to the realm of the angelic, you will begin to understand that your voice is even not nice. God has people, eh? You see, our worshiper, God just accepted because he created us in his own image. But the way angels sing, eh? The Bible makes us understand that even Lucifer, before he was uh, Satan, when he was Lucifer, there was pipes. Pipes. He could sink and they would be shaking in the glory of God. So God is not interested about your worship. What God is not God is interested about saving the lost. So don't compromise things and sit down. And and look upon that drunkard to die. Look upon that lady you say is a slave queen you you see the devil eh, that's why i say that you understand that we are in the era of thick darkness the devil has even put wicked mentality in the life of so-called christians i'm telling you in such a way that we think that this one is a slave queen so god doesn't need you but we forgot that peter was a fisherman but when he met Jesus, the Bible said that the fisherman confessed and he said that, depart from me, I'm a sinner. But yet still, Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So you, you see, 
the ideology of you having a judgmental mentality is a sign that there's 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 take that place. and God Jesus make us understand that he will build his church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail it's a prophecy is something that's supposed to happen whether the kingdom of darkness like it or not but it depends on you he said it because prophecy can be interrupted prophecy can be what distorted prophecy can be destroyed prophecy can be delayed so it's not like god has not said it it's not like god will not do it god will do it based on you see when god prophesied through jeremiah that the people of israel will go to captivity for what 70 years the bible said there was no intercessor the prophecy so it took what 700 years which daniel came to the scene and when daniel came to the scene he didn't say oh they said that it will happen so it, it should happen but the bible said daniel came to intercede for that prophecy to come to pass so the same thing jesus said he's building his church and the gate of hell should not prevail it's a prophecy that's why i'm saying that you see when when someone prophesies and you are not able to decipher in a deeper revelation that is a major prophet so the major prophet in the bible is jesus christ he's a major prophet i'm telling you major major prophet serious prophet whether he speaks in shadows and sounds and types that it takes the holy spirit that's why i said that when the comforter which is the holy ghost come he will give unto you remembrance it takes the holy spirit it takes the holy spirit it takes the spirit of god it takes the spirit of god so god is interested that's why you should be serious you should be serious hell has made his mind to swallow people as we read the bible say he has enlarged he has put a hell as an earth a, a, a woman a symbol of a woman hair cell trying to swallow he's just comparing hell with 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 the with the seducing acts of a woman whereby a woman one woman can strange woman can pull down about thousands of men as one one woman when a woman decided i want to i want to collapse hundred men he will do it and the bible has compromised Yes, he is making a picture. He's giving a picture of a strange hair, like hair, like a strange woman who has enlarged himself, taking people anyhow. And you are there, and you are saying that God give me a car, God give me a house. You are praying non-far. Your prayers is non-scriptural. Jesus, you see, you look throughout the Bible. Look throughout the Bible. When, when it comes about miracle or need, Jesus didn't pray for long. He just commanded it to happen. Because when it comes about long prayers, long prayers were praying for the souls. You see, that was when, when he was about to die in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was about to die to save souls. So he had to go and pray for a long time. So, the long-awaiting prayer that 
you're supposed to pray is to save the lost. Some of you, you pray five hours for uh, the gift of discernment. To discern, to, to be able to prophesy, to see in the realm of the spirit. If God should show you a ghost in the realm of the spirit, and the number of people you want to go to heaven doesn't do, it's non fact. If God should open up, God should make you be able to operate numbers, to mention names, yeah. to, to, are you getting it? Yes. Go with me when it comes to our prophecy. I, I don't, by the grace of God, you see, Jesus said, he never struggled to prophesy because he was always on the mission of the Father. Just see, you just know. You just see. Yes. One time as I was, I, I was with a prophet, he, he's a friend, a prophet friend. I don't say that God, God has put inside me that you should say something. I said, ah. Then the prophecy that I gave, he said that this prophecy, he said, you see, the prophecy was Jesus. And this prophecy that I gave to the God was saying that this prophecy is Father has said it. And even I also went on by the influence of the Holy Spirit to make him know that his prayers, his secret prayers, he was praying for an angel of the Lord's presence. He didn't tell me. But as we were saying, the Holy Spirit, I have, there have been a, a change of angels. And the angel that has come, a new angel has come. This angel is called the angel of the Lord's presence. And the purpose of this angel is, is to, anytime, to what we do, that anytime when you go, people will love to pray and worship. And he said, Jesus, because he has been praying for the angel of the Lord's presence. So prophecy is not for spectacular means, it's for exhortation, for what? Edification and what? Comfort. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, you see, the Old Testament prophets, our operation in this New Testament prophet is not just like the Old Testament prophets. The New Testament prophet is to win souls. Yes, to prefer the saints because all apostles, prophets, all of them are perfecting saints to work for the ministry. So no matter who you are, uh, whether you see the teeth of angels, eh, you can see, count the teeth. Tell us the shoes and angels wear, the throne, the, the wings, the, what they eat, where they sleep. You don't need it. Heaven doesn't need it. Because we are surrounded by a crowd of witnesses. And this crowd of witnesses, we have the holy ones, which is Abraham and those people. They are watching us. And we have the watchers. And the Lord himself is watching. And the Lord God is also watching. And the race that they are, we are talking about is the race of souls. The race of souls. The race of souls. Amen. 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 Amen.